apologize when we started this until I can get this meeting with somebody. Until I finish the, finish the meeting, it just made life a little bit better. Okay. Okay, so um, first I want to share with you a Shua's thought, and then then I'll move on to a Parsha's Nosso thought. So uh, one of the things we do by the by this Shua's Sudas by us is we try and take a theme and carry it through the all of the Sudas and try to make it something which there's room for uh, people to share their thoughts. So and we go around the table. Everybody has, everybody, I mean, people can pass if they want, but everybody has an opportunity to share their thoughts about the topic, um, and try and make it that it's, you know, not not a halacha topic, a hashkafa topic, but not something which is like, you know, controversial, but you know, something. Because you know, people always have thoughts on those type of things. I don't enjoy that. That's not the point. The point is something which, and it's relevant to to Shua. So I've been doing this about twenty years, and of course, I'm horrible at keeping records of them. So I have no idea what I did last year or whatever. Um, but what I did this year was the following. There's a Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara says that there was a person, Hahugli Law, there's this person from the from the Galil, who said the following statement. He said, that the Barsham is, is Boruch, because he gave us the Oivlon Orion Talosa. He gave us a Torah of three-part three Torah, which has to a nation which has three parts. Ayyatli saw through a third party. Biyarkatli saw on the third month. Biyamatli saw on the third day. That's the Gemara. So the so what I focused on was what does it mean that the Orion Talosa, the Torah has three parts to it? What are the three parts of the Torah? So Rashi says the three parts of the Torah are Torah and the Vimaksudan. Um, the Marshal brings up Shad, it's referring to the, the, the two Luchais, the Luch of Ben Adam Mamakam, the Luch of Ben Adam and the rest of the Torah, the, 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 the Sefer Torah. Um, the Enyakr the, brings up Shad, it's referring to Torah Shabiksav, Torah Shabalpeh, and Kabbalah, Torah Sanister. And over the Sudas, we, we sort of probed. He's saying there's a special thank you to Hashem that He gave us a Torah in this form. So why can't the Torah be one, in one form? Why does it have to be in three parts? Why is it important that the Torah should be Torah and the Vimaksubin? Torah should be two luchos and a safer Torah. Torah should be Miksab, um, and Nister. Like, what, what, what do we gain by having the Torah in that form that, that, that this person is saying, Baruch Hashem, the Hashem did it this way and not another way? That was the question. Um, and obviously, people gave many different fascinating answers. Um, but the point that I spoke about by Torah and Rebbeim was the following: that Torah is a Kodesh Baruch who's deeper. The Rosh speaks to Moshe, and it's not Moshe Reynolds' words; it's Rosh words. So the Moshe Reynolds given the very specific his Nevua is given in such a way that it's such a era. The Moshe has a very clear; he knows exactly what words to write. All the Nevi'im in general, other than Moshe Rabbeinu. That was not how it was. The Navi received the Nebuah. And the, what it, the Nebuah was, was extremely clear to the Navi. He had no doubts about what the Nebuah meant, the Rambam says. But the language, how he presented it, was his own. So, the, the, the two Nebuah never will say the exact same words. Because each Navi chose his own words. 
So the in, in whereas in Torah, the idea and the words are Kaddish Baruchus. In the in, in the Vim, the ideas are Kaddish Baruchus. The words are are, are man's. Suvim is totally man's. That Dovi Melech is talking to Kaddish Baruch Hu and Tillim. Shomelech is sharing his thoughts about Shira Shirim. Shomelech is, 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 is Mishle. It's, it's his, it's his, everything is his. So you go from something which is totally Kaddish Baruch Hu's to something which is totally man's. So the morale says, what's the advantage of the number three? It says, when you, one is so cohesive and so so it, it's a unit that, that all there is is a point there's nothing else there's no expansion it remains very very concentrated two represents you with two points you can make a line with three points you can make a triangle so the first time that you have as it were a full functioning unit which you can enclose something is with the number three that's one point, point the morale says. The second point the morale says is that three allows for an extreme this way, an extreme that way, and something in the middle where the two things come together. So that's where you find that they have a balance. You find that many places that three represents the balance. You have, you have chesed, and you have din, and you have rachamim. Uh, you know, such an such idea of a balance in between. But I, I would, but, but so that's the morale says the number three. But I was just thinking that the 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 flow of the Torah is the Russian gives the Torah, but that's not the purpose. The purpose of the of the Torah is that mankind should reach the Madrega that, that they're the contributors into the Torah. That we should reach Madrega that we that we are so attuned to what's to right and wrong and and to Torah that what we say is is Torah. That suvim is is, is is in a certain sense the final culmination of the purpose of the Bria. That mankind should be able to generate something. Man has become so absorbed with Torah that his thoughts and his words become Torah. So Briach Rachmana, the Bershom gave us a Torah which allows us to go from where it's everything Bershom gave it to us we can move to the point where we can take the words of Kodesh Baruch Hu and express them ourselves, to the point we can, we on our own can think of ideas and express them, and all of that is, is part of Torah. So, so Subim is an extraordinary accomplishment in a certain sense. Um, so then, then I said over from a, uh, when I was coming from, so I started going to a shul in my neighborhood, so it was a nominally Orthodox shul, the title was Modern Orthodox, that was the title. It didn't have a machitza. What it did have was that there was a a side room which opened directly into the main sanctuary where people who wanted to, the men who wanted to be separate could dive in that room. But the primary uh, seating arrangement was, was there was no machitza. Um, and the... The rabbi who had been there before was, was Shermer Shabbos. He was from, the, 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 he had passed away, and the rabbi had taken over was conservatox. So I think he was Shermer Shabbos. I'm not sure. I think he was Shermer Shabbos. But he officially um, affiliated with the conservative movement. But uh, he was the rabbi of the shul. It was a dying shul. It was like, you know, you know Shabbos, that day you had 
20 people, you know, type of a thing. It's an old, the neighborhood I was living in was not a Jewish, you know, not a, not a Jewish neighborhood anymore. It wasn't a from neighborhood, but it definitely wasn't so much of a Jewish neighborhood. Um, and anybody, anybody who was there was affiliated conservative or reform so that they, they don't have to live near their shul, you know, so they would drive to their shuls. Um, so I started going there, and I, I, I just remember two ideas that this rabbi had shared over the times that I was there. Um, one of them he said an idea, which I don't think it was necessarily his own, but you know, I was, that's where I was introduced to it, was this idea that Torah is a, is, is a Kaddish Baruch Hu talking to man, and tefillah is man talking to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So the extraordinary element of tefillah is that we get to talk to Hashem. Um, that was the idea that he mentioned. So I was just thinking about it. it it's it's it makes a lot of sense that almost every almost all quotes that we use in davening are from ksuvim. The davening is primarily made out of ksuvim, tehillim, etc. And even the, the places where we take things from the Torah, we take Oz Yoshir, which is Klayisol. That's Klayisol Shira. That's 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 the one place in the Torah where man is talking. Is Oz Yoshir. That's what we use for tefillah. Because feel is about us talking to Hashem. But based on the the flow of the thought that we're saying, there is that's the goal. The goal is the Bershom wants to create a create a reciprocal relationship where man is able to he when if you think about it, the idea of Hashem making a bris with us, a bris means that there's two parties. So it's supposed to man just being um, passive part of the world, or man being just a recipient a recipient of Hashem's kind goodness, we're contributors now. That's an extraordinary thing. That Russia set up a world where we are contributors. We are able to contribute to him in a certain sense. He doesn't need us in, in the truth, but he, Russia set up a world where, where we play a significant role in the world. And, that, and that's what Russia wanted. And that was the purpose of Torah. The Medrash says that the um, the twenty six hundred Hashem Kila Lam Chastoy that you say in in the the capital that's known as Halal which is known as Halal Gadol, right? That that corresponds to twenty six generations that the Roshim was supporting the world with that before Matan Torah, because the then was totally Chesed. Once the Torah came, it's not Chesed anymore. We are doing it because we deserve it. We are bona fide partners in the in the Bria. So the purpose of Torah was to give us a way that we can be contributors. So Ksuvim is a, is a, is is an example of that. And that's what Tila is. Tila is that we we are contributors. So that was a, the idea that the the, the, the Law was saying is that it's an extraordinary Chesed of that He gave us a, a Torah which allows us to be create a full flow. It goes from where the Bershom was giving everything to the point we can receive it, absorb it. And reflect it back and give it back on our own. That was the thought that I that, that I wanted to share with you. Um, so that was the that was the Shua's thought. So that that leads into the thought on the parsha. So the Ramban on the parsha talks about the Nisim. That you know one of the most striking elements of the parsha, of course, is the repetition of the Nisim, uh, which makes our parsha quite lengthy. 
And theoretically, the, we could have just said that the, that, that the first Nasi brought it like this and this and this, and so, so too did every other Nasi, and we can get it maybe in one Pasuk. All of the Nasiim did the same thing, and we're done, you know. Or, you know, we could have said it by name, and, and so did Nasi so-and-so, and so Nasi so-and-so, and so Nasi so-and-so, etc., right? You know, but instead, we have the full six Pesukim 12 times. So Rabban says that um, each one of the Chazal said the Medrash says each one of the Nisim thought of this thought of the uh, the Kabbalas that he decided to bring corresponded to his shaving. So if the Medrash goes through each one of the Shvatim, how the fact that they brought the five Kabbalasim corresponds to something which which happened with their shaving, and the fact that there was you know excellent about Atudim corresponds to something with their shaving. Um, the fact that there was a kafakas and sarzahov corresponds to something about that shape. So it means the Chazal say that Nisanel ben Tzur was the one who gave, had the idea and he, and he shared it with all the other Nisim, but each, each one independently came up with the idea of what to bring and what it corresponds to. It happens to me, it was a nice, they all end up with the same, same exact same kermonis. So they all came at, at the Pesach said they all came at the same day and they weren't sure what's supposed to happen. And the person said, no, So it means they all came with the same level of, of conviction, same level of interest, same level of desire. And the person decided that they go to and he goes first and and you get that he gets a full write-up of the, in the Torah and you get, and so did you. Says it would not be the appropriate uh, respect for their action because each one thought of it themselves. Each one came on the same day. Each one offered the same. Was ready to do the same thing. The fact that one practically we're going to spread out over over twelve days doesn't should not diminish with the 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 of that the Bresham has to the Nasi that he chose to do such a thing. So it would be a lack of of covered to the Nasi covered in the sense of your know, rec- recognition of w- what he's done by uh, by doing that. So, I mean, obviously, you know, there's all these famous stories about um, with the Rishra Zalman Meltzer, they say, my, so the Rishra Zalman, besides being a tremendous Rosh Hashiva, was, was a tremendous, was a big Baal Musar. He came from the, you know, the, the, the his, his wife, there was a family in um, in um, I think it was Kovlum, named Frank. And th- this Mr. Frank, Mr. Mr. Frank was a was a businessman who was very close town with a Russo Slanter. And uh, he was like his four daughters married into some very nice uh, J- Jewish families. What? Shagaf Alpha. Right. So so you have Mr. Zalman married one daughter and Rebarn Cutler married Rosh Zalman's daughter. You have one daughter married a person named Rebshepta Kramer who had a son-in-law named Ruderman. You had one daughter married into the Slobodka Mishpacha or Moshe Morta Epstein and from there you had all the Slobodka Mishpacha and the fourth daughter married a person named Rebarn Horowitz which is was one of the Cheshubi Rabbanim in, in, in Germany. So, 
So basically, all, all of Ner Yisrael and all of Lakewood and all of the Tzavotkish Yeshivas and Hebron, etc., all basically go back to this one year. Right? That's a pretty pretty decent legacy that he has left in Klai Yisrael. Um, the Rishadama was once that there was a, uh, uh, a question of a surah surah being had on Nishbacha, the grandchild was being born. And somebody, of course, you know, they didn't have telephones. So when the Simcha took place, somebody ran to tell Rishad Zalman about, about the Simcha. Rishad Zalman thanked him profusely, and etc. A few minutes later, somebody else came running in to tell Zalman about the, the Simcha, and he, and he thanked him on the same level of, of excitement, and, uh, you know, without giving any indication that he heard about it before. And this happened multiple times. So when the asked him, like, Rebbe, you know why? He said, each person's desire to, to benefit me was exactly the same. The fact that I knew about before doesn't diminish the cheshivas of his, his act. So my thank you to him is just as much as the first person's. So the Barsham um, does that with an Nassim. So Revolver brings this piece from Ramban, and he, he, he sees it in the, he, uh, under the umbrella of the concept of a Karsatai. Right? That the Barsham is makritoi to the Nassim. The Nassim have this wonderful idea of to bring a korban to Kodesh Baruch The Barsham is respecting that to the point that he's going to record in the Torah that the Nasi did this. So it was an extraordinary thought on their part that they came to offer this korban, etc. Each person's action of that, that they decided to do that is not diminished. A key was there, but the fact that somebody else did the same thing. So therefore, they, each one has to get a full get a full write-up. But the the the, the concept is is a fascinating concept that the brush it has a course a toive to the nasiim the fact that they want to bring kerbanas. Which means the, the Barsham sees the act of the Nassim of bringing Karbonus as something of a Hashivas on, on, on his part. He's getting something, and therefore he has a Karsa type. Now, again, now what it means the is getting something out of, the, you know, obviously we don't know what that means because the Barsham doesn't need anything. But within the framework of the Torah, the Barsham has set up a system where he sees a, a, a benefit to what we're doing. He set up a system where we benefit him by our actions. And therefore, he benefited from the actions of Linusim, as a, as it were. Therefore, he has a chiyav akar to express that in a way which is appropriate for each individual. So, the idea that we give something to Rosh Baruch is an extraordinary thing. That, you know, it goes back to this, this point that we're talking about Matan Torah. That that man plays um, plays a role. So, if you if you look at Torah like that. It explains this interesting thing. You know, the more it says that God wants some voice of Mishan with some voice. So, um, um, that the one who's doing it because that's he's commanded to do that is greater than the person who's doing it because without the command. Um, now, obviously, there's a sta- statement of, of of love and interest. An animal voice that does something that shows a tremendous amount of Abbas Hashem. I'm not okay to do it, I do it anyway. I mean, I really want to give to Kodesh Baruch Hu, etc. But um, the Matzim of Oisa is doing what a Kodesh Baruch Hu wants. There's, if we look at the Torah, it's not just, it's, an, it's a nice idea, but the Barashim set up a system where we are an active partner in, in how the Bria runs. So the Barashim says, this is what I need from mankind. Again, 
Russia doesn't really need anything, but he set up a system where we are active participants in the in the Bria. So obviously, we need to know what to do. So, a husband uh, wants to show his love for his wife, and it's, this husband loves chocolate. And we used his muscle before, right? So he goes out and buys his wife chocolate. And he takes his favorite chocolate, which he loves to eat, and he gives it to his wife instead. You enjoy that. I mean, that's beautiful. Right? Instead of keeping it for himself, he gives it to his wife. It's his favorite things, and he's willing to be mavarto to give it away to, to his wife instead. There's only one problem. His wife doesn't like chocolates. So obviously she appreciates very much the gesture which, is, which, which, which it entails. But it would be much be a much greater act to find out what she wants and do that instead. That's much more valuable to her. Right? So the enemy the of the voice is basically offering chocolates to the Baruch Such a tremendous gesture. The says, that's very nice, but I don't need chocolates. So I appreciate your gesture, but, but the person who's doing what what the Bershom wants them to do is much more appreciated from the Bershom's end. See, if it's about me, I, I, feel, I feel very spiritual. I feel very, very holy when I do these things. So that's beautiful. So it does, but it's, it's, it's about you. The Bershom says, you're missing the point. What, the, the goal over here isn't just that you should become more spiritual. The goal is, I want you to be an active partner in the Bria. So you got you got a job. So you, you, I'm going to describe to you what job I'm going to assign to you and what the expectations are. And I'm going to appreciate tremendously when you do that. So the Tzimba Oisa is offering so much more to Kodesh Baruch Hu, what the Russian's purpose in the Torah is, than any of the Tzimba Oisa. And that's where the curse of the Tzimba Kodesh Baruch Hu comes from. Right. That now the Nasim obviously offers something of their own volition, but you see from the the, the flow of the Psukim means it, it, the Russian. This is something along the lines of Ksuvim, that it's man had attuned their minds to the Ratzon of Hakadosh to the point that what they say became Torah. So it's not chocolates, it's Ratzon Hashem. But the Chiddush over here is that man can attune their minds to the Torah to the point that we got what was supposed to happen next. The Nisim figured it out. And that's the Kharsa Toyib. It's not just they brought the Kurbanas and they decided what the Kurbanas correspond to, etc. It's they got it, that the, they, they figured out that that is the appropriate, that's the way the Russian wants the world to work. This is the appropriate reaction to this, this situation. So without them being told, they figured it out. That's exactly what Torah is all about. Torah is, is, is to reach a point where your mind is attuned to the Torah that you get it. We call that Das Torah. You go to Tamachachim because his mind has been attuned to discuss something because his mind has been attuned to think the way the Bershom wants him to think. So he's going to look at a situation and say, ah, this is what the Bershom wants you to do. So the goal is not advice. The goal is trying to figure out what Rosh Baruch is. And we believe that this person is a better conduit to figuring that out than I am. But the, the point that we hear is, what does the Bershom want from the Bria? What does he want, what does the Kodesh Baruch want me to do in this situation? Now, what's best for me? But what is the, what is the Russian's goal of this this opportunity that he gave me, this difficulty that he gave me? What does he want me to do? So, who's supposed to figure that out? So, well, I, I feel more I feel more I feel more holy, you know, when 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 I when I do this, you know, you can feel holy doing anything. It, it, it's but somebody who's 
analyze the Torah to the point where he realizes he thinks along the lines of how the Torah wants him to think, he's going to sort of figure out this is what the Russian would. I think this is what the Russian would like you to do in the situation. Hopefully, he's getting it right, and hopefully that I'm doing, I'm giving to Kadosh Baruch what he wants out of the situation. So then I fulfill the role in the Bria when I do that. Uh, you know, the same I said with the Salavachik from YU about the woman who came to him about what she wants to wear, 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 wear towels and tefillin. So he said to her, you know, like, you know, I hear it's a good idea, but like, you, need to, you need to start slowly. You don't jump it. You just you don't jump at the thing. Let's start with the towels before the tefillin. But even with the towels, let's start with just the, 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 the cloth without the sitzes. We'll do that for a month, and then we'll talk again. So that's what she did. So after a month, she comes back and says, well, how was it? She said, I felt so spiritual. I felt so holy. I was wrapped in this beautiful towel, talit, you know. He says, madam, you didn't do anything. It has no kadusha, it has nothing holy about it. It's, it's, it's a piece of wool cloth that you put the sisters in. We can convince ourselves that we feel holy about doing anything. I can feel holy eating donuts. And drinking uh, drinking beer, right? It's very holy drinking beer. People convince themselves that by and drinking beer and eating arbus is very holy, you know. Or college students, you know, have their uh, their uh, their beer parties and they're very holy. Uh, you know, we can get to know anything is holy. I just feel holy, you know. But that's not the point. The point is, so the husband says, I just feel so good when I give you the chocolates. It just it, it inspires me so much. I want to compose a song about it. The wife says, "You know, you get out, get you know, you just get get away from me, please." It, it's like she doesn't appreciate that, because then it's all about how I feel. It's not what the, what 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 the wife wants. It's about what I feel. I feel so good when I give to you. So it's all about you that you feel good when you give to me. That's what that's what feeling holy is about. Now, obviously, we need that because that's what inspires us and keeps us going, etc. But we have to picture understand that's not the point. The point isn't feeling holy. The point is giving the Kodesh what he wants. I once had this conversation with my Rebbe. You know, there's this swarm we're talking about, you know, the person keeps Shabbos appropriately. He feels the Kedush of Elam Haba. If he doesn't feel it, he means it's not about Elam Haba, and there's something wrong with him. So, you know, I, you know, I, I don't really feel he's so, so spiritual on Shabbos necessarily. And I was, like, getting really nervous. That means that, you know, I'm not really about Elam Haba, and, you know, etc., etc. So I went to discuss this with my Rebbe. This is... I don't know, he's like 25, 26. I can, remember, I can remember where I was standing when I had like this, you know, this thought. I have to, this thought process. I was walking to Yeshiva, you know, Cleveland. I was walking to Yeshiva. I remember where I stand when it hit me. I have to discuss it with my Rebbe. So I went to discuss it with my Rebbe. He says, Rebbe Leo. And so he used to talk, Rebbe Leo, do you think that Kodesh Baruch wants you to keep Shabbos because you should feel good about Shabbos? Maybe he wants you to keep Shabbos because you should keep Shabbos. You don't feel good about Shabbos. That's what he wants from you. The, the conversation lasted a grand total of about 30 seconds. <laughs> I mean, on his part. That was, uh, oh, okay. Now what? You know, like that's it. Conversation open. Like, it's very nice you saw in some safer that tells you that if you've really been in Lamhaba, you'd feel the spirituality of Shabbos. And if you don't think it's right, you've never been in He says, I don't know what the person's role for you is. He wants you to keep Shabbos because you, you by, by keeping the love of the Shabbos, you're contributing to, to the Bria. You're, you're giving to him by doing these mitzvahs. That's what he wants you to do. You see, your, your, your mom is there serving Kodesh Baruch supper. If you don't enjoy it, you don't feel good about it. So, 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 so like, you know, that's why you serve, because you feel good about it. 
So the Nesim, the Kiddush of the Nesim was that they were able to do something which they, they chaffed themselves. But the point, the point that Rosh Hashanah is because he sees that this was something which was a real contribution to Klai Yisra. The Raya, it's recorded in the Torah. So it wasn't just um, you know, I, 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 I would theorize there were probably good things that people did over the years but didn't make it into the Torah because it wasn't a primary element of what, 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 what the message of Torah is, what the purpose is. But this was put there because this is a message of what Torah is about. This is what Mishkan is about. Mishkan is about giving, you know, oneself to Kodesh Baruch which is exactly what they did. So they figured out what the Russian Kodesh Baruch was, and they figured out how to, each one figured it out themselves, and if each one worship was a curse, it's time to do that. So the two thoughts, I think, that the, the one which we spoke about, the Shuas, and the only thought about the Parsha, I think there's, there's a certain element where the two of them really are intertwined. And that is what I want to share with you. Okay.